In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Most of us, we worry about our eternal salvation, and whether we are going to be saved and go to heaven or not. Especially some people, when we focus on the importance of works and fighting the good fight, and when they find themselves falling or weak in their struggle, they start to have doubt in their own salvation. On the other hand, other denominations preach that salvation is granted to you if you only believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So people are confused whether if we believe or we trust in our salvation, does this mean I am not Orthodox? Is it a characteristic of the Orthodox teaching that you doubt in your own salvation? Definitely not. There are two extremes when we speak about salvation. One extreme is you say, once you saved, always saved. Just to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you are saved. That's one extreme. The other extreme, when we doubt our own salvation and we don't trust that we will be saved. In order to explain it more, I will give you an analogy. Like if you are driving your car going to a certain destination. One extreme will say, I will arrive this destination no matter what. I will arrive safe and on time, no matter what. And the other extreme will say, no, I will not arrive this destination. I doubt it very much I will arrive safe. Most probably something bad will happen on the road and I will not arrive my destination. These are the two extremes of salvation. One extreme, once saved, always saved. And the other extreme, we doubt our salvation. But the teaching of the scripture, we trust our salvation to the extent that every day we are fighting the good fight and we're holding fast to this hope that we will be saved. Like any person, when he takes his car, he has enough confidence and trust that through the grace of God, he will arrive the destination safely. Something might happen, yes, but I have enough confidence and trust that through grace of God, I will arrive safely. But also, you have a role in this safety. You need to drive carefully. You need to follow the signs carefully. You need to follow the instruction of the traffic carefully if you want to arrive safe. The same for salvation. We trust that we will go to heaven and will be saved. Yes, something might happen, yes. We are not saying once saved, always saved. But we have enough confidence and enough hope and trust in God 
that when we do our rule in fighting the good fight, we will be saved. That's why the gospel of today from Luke chapter 12, God is giving us this assurance in this beautiful verse. Do not fear little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And because it is a very comforting message, we read it every night in the third watch of the midnight hour in the Agbaya. Because the midnight hour is a prayer of watchfulness. We are waiting for the bridegroom to come. We are waiting for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But while we are waiting, and while we are fighting the good fight, and struggling, we need a word of comfort. That's why in the midnight hour, which reminds us with the life of watchfulness, the church comforts us through this gospel. Do not fear little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And actually, Every single word in this verse has a beautiful meaning. Do not fear. God wants to cast from our hearts all worries and all anxieties about our salvation. He loved us. We are celebrating now his advent. Why did he come? Why he was born? Why he lived as a human being not finding a place to lay his head. Why he endured all the humiliation and the suffering of the cross? Why all of that? Because he wants us to be saved. He went through this very difficult path in order to save us. So when Satan casts doubt in your heart about your salvation, remember how God loved you. What did he do to save you? He died on the cross. He shed his blood for you, that his blood will be on the altar every day. And his blood purges and purifies and cleanses us from every sin. When we repent and come back to him, no matter what we did, no matter what we committed, when we come with trust and forgiveness, with true and genuine repentance, our sins will be forgiven. Do not fear. Do not worry. Don't be anxious. Even if we are little flock, even if we are minority, because many times Satan casts doubt in our heart by being minority. He will say, do you believe that only the Orthodox will be saved? And when he plants this thought in our mind, he wants to tell you, just believe any belief. Conduct yourself in any way. Don't worry. It doesn't make sense that only little flock will be saved. But the Lord Jesus Christ speaks to us as minority. And he call us little flock. Little flock either in number or little flock because of the humbleness and the persecution that we will suffer in this world. Unfortunately, in any country, 
the minority, sometimes they suffer. And we as minority in the world, we will suffer. The Lord told us, you are not of the world. If you were of the world, the world would have loved you. But you were not of the world. We are not from the world. And we know our little flock. But God came and died for this little flock. God came and he wants to save this little flock. So do not fear little flock. Then he spoke about God the Father. He is father to all of us. For it is your father's good pleasure. Any father wants the best for his son and his daughter. Any father wants his children to be better than him. Any father will forgive his children regardless of how many times they may sin against him. Any father will accept the return of his son or daughter if they drifted away. So if the human fathers have all these virtues, what about our heavenly father? He asked us when we pray to call him father, our father who art in heaven, to tell us it is a unique relationship. Although God by nature has only begotten son, only one son, but he adopted all of us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We became his children in the Lord Jesus Christ. And also as St. Paul explained in Romans chapter 8, Father means something else. Who is eligible for inheritance? Children. Then when we are his children, we will be heirs. As St. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, if we are children, then we are heirs. We will inherit the kingdom of God. So don't worry. The one who actually is guaranteeing your salvation is your father, your heavenly father. And the Holy Spirit will be a witness that we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit cries in our heart to call God Abba, Father. And this fatherhood came through accepting and being one with his son, Jesus Christ. Then he said, it is your father's good pleasure. Maybe sometimes we give gifts to others, but we are not happy with it. We give it out in embarrassment or commitment or obligation, but we are not happy. But it is totally different with God. It is his good pleasure to save us. Nobody forced him. Nobody begged him. But he did this out of his love and his mercy. Not because we deserve it, but because he is a loving father and a compassionate father and a merciful father. It is his good pleasure. God doesn't desire the death of a sinner, but rather that he returns and lives. God's desire that everyone, every single person will be saved. When I told you God died for little flock, 
Actually, God died for every single person in the world to save every single person. But unfortunately, only little who accepted this gift of salvation, only few who accepted his blood to purge them and to cleanse them. When we say little flock, it's not because God just chose few or little. No. It is because, unfortunately, only little who actually are grateful to his salvation and accepted his calling. Then he said, it is your father's good pleasure to give you. Give you as a free gift. You don't earn it. You don't earn your own salvation. Your salvation is not a reward to your merits. It is a free gift from God. All what we need to do is just to accept it from his hand. When we obey his commandments, that's how we accept this free gift. Nothing you can do to make you worthy or qualified to earn the gift of salvation. Nothing. It is a free gift. And what God has given us? The kingdom. Because he is the king of kings. And he made us, as we read in the book of Revelation, kings with him. So his free gift is our salvation. And not only that, but to reign with him, to be kings with him, to give you the kingdom. So as I told you, every single word in this verse, we need actually to reflect on it and to think on it. It's comforting. Don't fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But as I told you, in order to reach or arrive at your destination safely, there are some instructions you need to follow. We need actually to follow the commandments of God. This is not the price of our salvation. We don't earn our salvation by keeping his commandments. But by keeping his commandments, that's how we accept this free gift of salvation. And the gospel of today actually focused on three things. Number one, detachment. Number two, watchfulness. And number three, faithfulness. These are three important things to accept the gift of salvation. Detachment. You need to detach your heart and your mind from anything else except God. We use the world, we use the money, we use the pleasure, but we are not attached. We are detached. As he said, sell what you have, give alms, provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor must destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you are attached to the money, if you are attached to your ego, 
if you are attached to pleasure, then how you say, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ? To accept him, you need to completely detach from the love of money, love of pleasure, love of pride. Yes, we use these things, but we are not attached, we don't trust in them. I love God with my whole heart. Detachment. Second point, watchfulness. Be ready. As he said, blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, he will find watching. Again, when you are driving, if you are asleep and not watching, you will not arrive safe. You need to be watchful and you need to be ready. Watchfulness is a very important virtue in our spiritual life. Keep this analogy in your mind all the time. As when you are driving, you are watching all the time, because if you get distracted, the ending will not be happy. In the same way, you need to watch every single second, every single second in your life. Lest Satan comes and plant in your heart tears. Detachment, watchfulness. And then the third point that he focused on, faithfulness. When Peter asked him, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? The Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season. God granted each one of us gifts and he make us stewards for his kingdom. And we need to be faithful. Faithful to the end. As we read in the book of Revelation, be faithful unto the end and I will give you the crown of life. So you need to be faithful and wise who is the faithful and wise steward. Faithfulness and wisdom, you need them in order to arrive your destination safely. So here, the Lord assured us that we should not worry or be anxious about our salvation, even if we are little flock, because he is our father, and he is pleased It is good pleasure to save us. And he granted the gift of salvation as a free gift. And he made us kings with him to give you the kingdom. And to accept this free gift, we need to detach and only trust God, dedicate all our life to him. We need to detach and we need to be watchful and careful lest Satan comes and try to plant any bad thought, any bad sin in our heart. And while we are doing the detachment and the watchfulness, we need to do them wisely and faithfully. Thus, all of us, we will inherit the kingdom of God. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.